book of Genesis, chapter 18. And we're going to focus on verse 14. And uh, then we'll see what the Lord does. Is there anybody that was healed by Jesus either the last time I was here or the time before when I was here? Is there anybody that was healed by the Lord? So I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Well, praise the Lord for that, or nine. Praise the Lord for that. Let's give the Lord a hand clap for that. Um... And there will be people healed, healed tonight by Jesus. Okay? Um, let me just ask this question. Um, how many people that are here tonight, you have any sort of either pain or discomfort in your body right now? Raise your hands. Raise them high unless you can't. Uh, keep them up and look around the room. Look around the room. That's a lot of people. This is why. Every now and then you need a healing ministry to come through. Right? Okay? So now I'm going to preach, and I'm going to start in my phone. I brought three notebooks, but I didn't feel like using any of them tonight, so I'll just go from what's in my phone. Um, uh, let's see, what version am I reading tonight? New Revised Standard Version. Verse 14, chapter 18, Genesis. Here's the question. Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? Or you could say, is anything too hard for the Lord? That's the English. Um, let me give it to you in the original Hebrew. Is there any situation where God will not show himself to be magnificent. That's how you could translate it in the Hebrew. Look at somebody and say, it is written. There, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Look at somebody and say, it is written. Is there any life situation where God will not show himself to be magnificent? Okay, so let's start with that. All right, listen to me. Oh, I should tell you that I'm 62, and I don't preach, I talk. Um, one of the reasons I don't preach is I'm really not that anointed to preach. And I figure if you're going to preach, you ought to be anointed to do it. And the Bible says, I mean, Isaiah 61 and Luke 4.18, referring to Jesus, he said, the spirit of the Lord God's upon me because he's anointed me to preach. So I know Jesus was a preacher, but he had an anointing to preach. I, on the other hand, don't, so I won't. Look at somebody say, so he's not going to yell at you much tonight. Plus... 
It takes a whole lot of energy to preach. And I'm 62. I will have these three-second bursts of preaching, and then I return to the talk. All of y'all over 60, y'all feel me. Are you ready? Okay. Well, let's start. This is a Holy Ghost phone, so I think I'll just start with some Holy Ghost notes. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Okay, you have two choices. You can focus on what you think is wrong with you. Or you can see your life situation through God's eyes and view it this way. While you may feel like something's wrong with you, your heavenly father may look at it like this. There's just something missing of your experience in Jesus. When I focus on what's wrong with me, it does not make anything better. I am not talking about a denial of my weaknesses or defects of character. I'm just simply saying to only focus on what is wrong with me won't get me where I want to go. Because what God the Father looks at is what is missing in my experience with Jesus. Okay, I'll say it another way. Look at somebody say, he's going to make you think tonight. Now, I'm going to shock you. Because you have two choices. You can attempt to invite God down into your weakness. Here's my question. How's that working for you? Or you can understand that he's inviting you up into his perspective and his strength. Okay, I'll say it another way. The Apostle Paul said these words in Philippians 4, I think it's 13, he said, I can do all things in Christ, through Christ, with Christ, by Christ, because of Christ, who strengthens me. I will repeat. I can do all in Christ, through Christ, with Christ, by Christ, because of Christ, who strengthens me. The word strength is where we get the word dunamis. 
as in Acts 1 and 8, where Jesus said, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you're looking at strength. And Jesus is inviting you into his strength. But let me point something out to you. In the original language, the word can't, that phrase, those two words, can do, is the Greek word eskuo. <clears throat> Look at somebody said, that good looking preacher. Said, why invite God down into your weakness? Well, he's inviting you up into his perspective and into his strength. Can do is the word askuo. Everybody say askuo. Let me explain to you what it means. It means in the original language that God picks you up. And carries you to a place you can't get to on your own. So why would I invite God down into my weakness? When he invites me up into his perspective and into his strength. And when I respond and think, speak and do the word. He picks me up and carries me to a place. I can't get to on my own. So why focus on my weaknesses and defects of character when I can focus on what is missing and that is the perspective and the strength of God. Because once he calls me up into his strength, I am supernaturally empowered by an encounter to overcome every weakness. And defective character. Look at somebody say, you got two choices. Look at somebody say, what you going to do now? It's all how you see it. I got to get back to my notes. One of the good things about being old is people expect to wait on you. <laughs> you can get away with stuff at 60. You can't get away with it 25 and 30. 35, 40. 45.50. So you can look at what's wrong with you or you can see how God looks at what's missing from your experience that he wants to bring you into through the revelation of his son Jesus. So what prophetic words have you received? What scriptures 
from the written word of God has the Lord highlighted. When the pastor or the minister was speaking, what stood out to you in the spirit that God said that promise, that word is for you? What has Jesus spoken to your heart? What words has he shared with you by true vision, dream, and revelation? That is part of what he has for you. Everybody say, God's got an inheritance for you. Whatever word the Lord has given you that tells you where you have permission, the promises of God give you authorization. Look at somebody said, the promises have given me permission. Everybody say, the promises of God have given me authorization. And say, in the name of Jesus, I can access my inheritance. Everybody say, focus. So I can focus on what's wrong with me. Or I can focus on what's right with Jesus. I can focus on what's wrong with me and stay bound to the realm of the earth. Or I can hear the voice of God say, come up here. And I can see myself through his eyes and receive the strength of Jesus Christ that will carry me over and carry me beyond to a place I've never been before. So when I focus on the promises and the permissions and the authorizations God has given me, it gives me direction and focus and establishes my identity so I can have confidence to move forward into what he's saying to me. Listen to me carefully. You can view your circumstances and study it and it can become your baggage, or you can view the promises of God and study that, and let that become your luggage. Look at somebody say, do you want baggage? Or do you want some luggage? Luggage are the promises of God that you haven't unpacked yet. that will take you into what Jesus has purchased for you. Hmm. The Lord God spoke to the prophet Moses and said, I'll send my angel before you. He'll bring you into the place I've prepared for you. Let me say it by Romans. If God be for us, who can be against us? Let me paraphrase it. If God's for you, no one can be against you successfully. Look at somebody say, God's for me. Look at somebody say, nobody can be against me successfully. Now, wait a minute. If God is going before me, because in Deuteronomy it says the Lord will go before you. He'll not forsake you. He won't leave you. He'll go before you. Then if God is going before us, then what is he seeing that we're not aware of? That's something good that's already in our future. Let me make it more personal. If God has gone before me, 
What is God seeing in my future out there that I'm not seeing here? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is there any situation where God won't show himself to be magnificent? The words the Holy Spirit has spoken to my heart, the true revelations, visions, dreams that I've received provide me with the needed vision so I can see what God has for me in the future out there. Watch this. If I focus on the revelation, it will bring expectation and anticipation so that what is missing will be brought into my life by the move of God. Look at somebody say, you can focus on what's wrong with you or what's missing that God wants to bring into your life. Look at somebody say, you can focus on your weakness or you can focus on God's strength. I don't know if I believe that. No problem. Turn to the book of Isaiah. Turn to like chapter 40. Now, right about now, you're saying, I thought this was going to be a healing meeting. Look at somebody say, get a hold of the word. And miracles will happen in your life. Look at this. Verse 27. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord. God don't even see me. And what's rightfully mine is disregarded by my God. This person's, this nation is looking at its life circumstances. Look at somebody say, it's all about the focus. Then the prophet is talking, giving him the word of the Lord. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. Look what it says about the character of God. Look what it says. He does not faint. He does not grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Wait a minute. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even the youth will faint and become weary. The youth will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. Now this is an English version. Can I give it to you in Hebrew? The original language. They that wait upon the Lord will exchange their weakness for his strength. So when I'm invited up into him, look at somebody say, when you enter into him by repentance, by faith, by obedience, by patience, by prayer, by praise, by worship, when you enter up into him, you leave your weakness behind. 
and exchange it for God's strength. Look what it says. They will mount up. Look at somebody say, you can't solve the problem down here. Look at somebody say, you need to get up over it. They will mount up with wings like eagles. Look now what happens. They will run and not be weary. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Verse 28 says that the Lord doesn't faint or grow weary. Now it says here, you're going to run and not be weary. You're going to walk and not faint. Look at somebody say, he's done picked you up. And carried you to a place you couldn't get to on your own. Look at somebody say, he supplies what's missing. So, you ready? I, I know I'm messing with your head. Look at somebody say, but your head needs some help. Look at somebody say, but your head needs some help. Listen to me carefully. I am not a bit concerned about what I'm not. Look at somebody say, you cannot fix what you're not. So how do I address the issue of what I'm not? Look at somebody say, wait upon the Lord. Think the word. Speak the word. Do the word. Ready. Watch, 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 watch. Joshua 1 and 8. My word which you have in writing must govern your every utterance. Everybody say, speak the word. Meditate in my word day and night. See to it. See to it. Everybody say, heavenly perspective. Change your lens. See through God's eyes. See to it that you do. Everybody say, do. do. All that's written. Everybody say, think the word. Speak the word. Do the word. Then this is what it says. You will cause your way to prosper. Now in the Hebrew, prosperity means to have a good journey in the will of God. And then it says you'll have good success, which means you can have bad success. Look at somebody say, you can have bad success. Look at somebody say, you can be a registered pharmacist or an unregistered pharmacist. Everybody say, good success, bad success. Oh, no, 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 no. Here's where I'm coming from. I'm not a bit concerned about what I'm not. All I have to do is become intimate with Jesus and all that I'm not, he is. And when I come up into him, all that I'm not, he becomes within me.
Say it another way. Okay. Colossians 1.27. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Galatians 2.20. I am crucified. All that I'm not. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. But Christ lives within me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Look at somebody say, the miracle is in the miracle worker. Look at somebody say, get in the miracle worker. And you're going to see miracles in your heart. Miracles in your mind. Miracles in your body. This is where I'm coming from. Let me go back to my notes. <clears throat> if I focus only on what is wrong, I will see only my faults, flaws, defect, weaknesses, defects of character. It is a mistake to focus on what I'm not. I do not deny what I'm not. In fact, I admit what I'm not. I just look to who and what Jesus is in my life, and I find in Jesus what is missing in my life by the abundant supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. I am not changed by looking at my flaws, my weaknesses, and defects of character. I am changed by looking at God's righteousness, strength, and greatness of character. And I must recognize this very God lives within me. And I draw upon his supply that's within me now. This very God lives within me. And I draw upon what he is to supply what I'm not. If I focus on what I'm not and what's wrong with me, I get stuck. And I find myself at a standstill. But if I focus on what Jesus says and who and what Jesus is within me, I will find what is missing moved into my life. And as I walk with Jesus, I'll have a supernatural momentum and he'll turn my past mistakes into miracles. So right now you're tripping. Look at somebody and say, you need to quit tripping. Is anything too hard for the Lord? <laughs> Is there any life situation that God cannot show himself to be magnificent? One of our best friends, he lived in the projects. He was mentally retarded, and he was a drug addict. I discipled him. Couldn't read. <laughs> he gives his heart to the Lord, and he got drunk. You know how it is. You know, he has his stash. And he wants to be saved, but he's got his stash. <laughs> Can anybody feel me right about now? So he decides to be honest with God. 
Because when he gets saved, his brothers say, now you saved, can we have your stash? You know, because you know how it is. You won't need it now that you saved. And he tried to figure out now. And he said, yeah, he gets real honest with God. He says, Lord, I really want to be saved, but I got this stash. And then this is what he He said his prayer changed. He said, but if you'll come and live in me. And he said it was as if the power of God hit him. He never touched his stash and got his stash away. Now here's what happens. He can't read. He's retarded. His wife can read. So his wife reads the word of God to him at least one hour every day. Okay, I probably I'll explain this. Proverbs 4 and 20 says, my son, pay attention to my words. Everybody say, number one, pay attention to God's words. He says, number two, incline your ear to my sayings. Everybody say, humble yourself and obey what God is saying. First instruction, everybody say, pay attention to the word. Everybody say, second instruction, obey the word. Third instruction was, keep the word before your eyes. Look at somebody say, keep looking at the word. Not yourself. And not your circumstances. The fourth instruction is, keep the word in your heart. Look at somebody say, it is a prescription. To fix a problem. Then he said this. My words are life to you. And health to all your flesh. But in the Hebrew. This is what it means. It means that the word. Will bring. God's life. Into your spirit. Into your soul. Into your body. And guess what the word health means in the Hebrew. It means medicine. Look at somebody say, the word is medicine to your flesh. Now, when you go to the doctor, the doctor diagnoses your case, and he gives you a prescription. Look at somebody say, the answer is in the prescription. Look at somebody say, you got to follow the directions. Look at somebody say, that scripture has four directions. Pay attention to the word. Obey the word. Keep the word in front of your eyes. Keep the, get the word in your heart and keep it there. Then the word becomes life to you and medicine to your flesh. When you first start taking medicine, are you better? You have to keep taking the medicine. Here's your sickness. You take the medicine according to directions. And over time, the medicine reduces your sickness and disease until it disappears. Look at somebody say, you need some medicine. Look at somebody say, take the medicine to get the miracle. So his wife is reading the word of God to him at least an hour a day, sometimes more. So, you know, this is what happened to his wife. She came across something that she couldn't read. How many of you 
come across scriptures like names and you can't pronounce them. So here's what he does. He says, give me the Bible. And all of a sudden he can read. Look at somebody say, God has healed his mind. Then he starts getting in the word and praying and obeying. And then God says, I want you to start a janitorial business. And it prospers. And one of the places, one of the places, one of the places he cleans is a nursing home. And then God says, he keeps seeking the Lord. I want you to get your administrator's license, state and federal. And he takes it and he passes. He eventually becomes the administrator of the place he used to clean. And then God gives him and another guy this plan, and they go to the Missouri Senate, and their nursing home explodes with money, which is highly unusual for nursing homes. And then this multimillionaire sees it and says, I want you to run for me a chain of nursing homes. This guy today makes over a million a year. All because he took his medicine. <laughs> Look at somebody say, take your medicine. And God will supply what's missing. The difference between the guys who become clean and sober and the guys who don't, the guys who don't become clean and sober won't take their medicine. You got to take your medicine. You know, the problem is we got people who are smarter than you and me here. But the issue ain't between you and me. I'm giving you the word. I may be younger than you. I may not been in the ministry longer than you. But I'm giving you the word. I'm the one God chose to give you the word. Look at somebody say, humble yourself and take the medicine. I ain't crazy. Who are you to tell me what to do? I'm not the one telling you what to do. God said, my son, pay attention to my words. Don't blame the messenger for the message. If you obey the message, it will supply what's missing. All right. Look at somebody say, I'll be glad when he quits fussing. <laughs> See, people are crazy. See, I know people are crazy because you, you say, Lord, give me some direction. Not knowing that he has to give you a correction for you to get direction. Look at somebody say, without a correction, you don't get a direction. But you're too smart.
Look at somebody say, you just need your head healed. So you have a predetermined time of provision. Everybody say, promise. Now you need to hear me. Problem, provision. Everybody say, problem, promise, provision. Everybody say, promise, problem, provision. Everybody say, problem, promise, provision. I'm going to help you understand what I just said. You have a predetermined time of provision. And if you walk forward with Jesus, you're going to run into the blessing of provision. He's already provided for you in your future. Because you've been placed into Jesus Christ, you have promised provision. Look at somebody say, you just got to keep moving. Forward into it. God knows you may not see it with your natural eye. But if you can see it with the eyes of faith, you'll recognize it and receive it, and it'll manifest before you and in your life. Everybody say, placed in Christ, promised in Christ, provided for in Christ. Now, there's nearly always problems between the promise and the provision. Okay, you ready? Tell you something. God in his power could have prevented this problem from coming into my life, but he permitted it. So I have to ask myself why. If God in his infinite power could have prevented the problem, but he permitted it, then I need to ask a question. I'm in this problem. So now, Lord Jesus... Since you permitted this problem, who are you wanting to be to me now that you could not have been to me before? He permitted the problem. Now, I know there's some problems of your own making. There's some problems you got because of who you chose to be with. There's some problems you got because of the family you was born into. There's some problems you got because of who you chose to marry. There's some problems you got because of who you gave birth to. Look at somebody say, but everybody in the room here got some problems. And look at somebody and say, you too old to blame your mama anymore. <laughs> I ain't trying to start no trouble, just saying. <laughs> so I got this problem. So who does my heavenly father want to be to me now that he couldn't be to me before? Who does Jesus want to be to me now that he couldn't be to me before? This problem is putting pressure on me not to bring God down, but me to go up. Here's the issue that I see with people. 
you got people who are thinking an old way, talking an old way, living an old way, but they want something new. Look at somebody and say, how's that working for you? Look at somebody and say, you're going to have to do new thinking, new believing, new talking, live a new way to have something new. You can't think old and experience new. Look at somebody say, you need your head healed. Look at somebody say, take your medicine. I'm just trying to help somebody. See, when I'm going through a problem, I need to remember, if I'm a child of God the Father, that he is committed to bringing his promise to pass in my life if I'll just follow Jesus. He's going to bring his promise to pass in my life, not because I under it, earned it, but because he's good. Look at somebody and say, God's going to do good because he's good. Now, you need to hear me. The more I focus on the negativity of my circumstances, the more it becomes gravity that ties me in to the negative situation. The more I focus on the promise of God, the word of God, the Lord Jesus, and my heavenly Father, I am elevated, I am upgraded in my inner life, and then I'm given God's grace and power to overcome my outer circumstances. One thing I'm learning, I cannot access the new when I'm still in old thinking. I cannot have the new in the old. My old thinking will keep me in an old life. I must let go of old thinking because it's my old thinking that keeps me from entering into a brand new life. The old has a way of blocking me from coming into the new. So I must identify and put off the old in order to put on the new. When I hold on to old thinking, it keeps me in a deficit. If any man be in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, he is a new creation, Greek. You become something that you never were before. Old things are dead and passed away. Why would you continue to hold on to what is a deficit and dead? Let it pass away. Look at somebody say, he's trying to give you a new mind, a new heart, a new way of thinking, a new way of believing, a new way of talking and a new way of living. <clears throat> Here's the thing. When I begin to think new according to the revelation of the word, it brings me into a place of advantage. Look at somebody say, you gonna live in a deficit? Or you wanna live in an advantage? Hmm. 
Okay, I'm getting ready to move to a close. I'm never done. I just have to quit. Let me go down here. <clears throat> Listen to me. When you're in the kingdom of God, when you're in Jesus Christ, every circumstance you see as negative becomes an opportunity for you to gain your heavenly father's perspective, upgrade your perception, and see the situation the way God does. When you shift your focus from what you're going through to who your heavenly father wants to be for you and what Jesus wants to do within you and for you, you're going to find God doing some things around you that will benefit you, others, and give him some glory. When you see yourself and your circumstances through the eyes of your heavenly father, you look beyond the problems and you see possibilities and the advantages that are being offered to you by God. John's Gospel 519. Look at somebody say, you're supposed to follow Jesus. Jesus said in chapter 5 verse 19, the son can do nothing from himself or of himself. The son can only do what he sees God the father doing. For whatever the father's doing, the son does likewise. Listen to me. Now you got to get this. The Lord Jesus did not react to his circumstances. In the middle of his circumstances, he responded to the Father. Look at somebody say, you got two choices. You can react to your circumstances and be in a deficit. Or you can respond to the Father and find a miraculous advantage. Let me keep going. Jesus responded to his father. And the father was able to do something in Jesus, through Jesus, and around Jesus. And the father was able to turn negatives into positives. When you find yourself in a negative life situation, you can turn the negative into a positive by not reacting to your circumstances, but responding to the Lord Jesus who lives in you. Listen to me carefully. When you react to your circumstances in the realm of the old man, everybody say the sinner man, the situation puts you at a disadvantage. When you respond to your situation in the realm of the new man, Jesus Christ, you find the, everybody say upgrade. Your heavenly father's providing and you're put in an advantage and you become an overcomer. You've been told to put off the old man, which is to put off the old way of thinking and perceiving and doing things and to put on the new man. Let me jump down here. Because here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to get. This is some really, Ephesians 4.22, put off the old self. Corrupt according to his deceitful works. And put on the new man. Which after God is created in righteousness, true holiness. How far does this go? I'll tell you how far it goes. Um, we have a guy, his name is Joe. Um, I founded a church in Hannibal called Embassy Christian Center. I oversee it, but I don't pastor it. We got a guy, Pastor Kevin, he's there. Joe spent 12 years in the pen. He gets saved, he gets in the word. 
meets Meredith. They get married they, on their second child. He listened to God. He has a business. He's, make, he's making just by himself $100,000. She is a nurse. She's making over $100,000. They have their child at daycare. Another child hits their child. Five-year-old hits about a one- or two-year-old child. The child hits her head and doesn't breathe for 20 minutes. Everybody say 20 minutes. But we got Christian folk. See, I don't talk folk. <laughs> Look at somebody and say, is there anything too hard for the Lord? There's no life situation where God won't show himself magnificent. So folks start praying. They take the child from Hannibal, Missouri to Cardinal Glendon in St. Louis. <laughs> By the time they get there, they check the, the child has been having convulsions. Child gets there. They test the child. Everything is fine in the brain. Child wakes up. Child says mama. Child knows daddy. Child's walking and talking. You don't do this when you've been without breath and your brain has been without oxygen for 20 minutes. But now if you take your medicine... I could give you testimony after testimony. Trust me. If you don't like where you are, pay attention to where you're going to. Look at somebody and say, don't camp where you are. Look at somebody and say, God's got something greater for you. Look at somebody and say, keep walking with Jesus. It's in your future. Look at somebody and say, you can't see it, but it's there. Okay, I've been preaching long enough. Stand to your feet.